Welcome to episode number 77, Breaking Business Barriers. This is Brent Duham along with co-host Jared Ty, also known by with Ty. He's a real estate guru. Got a super, super excited about our guest today, Troy Garris. And uh, we'll get a formal intro to him in just a, just a moment. But just to remind, remind everybody, Breaking Business Barriers focuses in on a fork in the road. We've all had dozens of them at some point in careers and maybe some that stand out to others. And, and what our listeners really appreciate and have found where we, where we get the most comments is, hey, they're learning. Maybe they're in a fork in the road right now and they, they know, hey, it's okay. You know, it's okay to, to, uh, to make a choice. It's all okay to make a wrong choice, but just recover and learn and uh, go from there. But that's breaking business barriers. Well, also want to thank Open Media Source for helping us put this together along with American Option Insurance. You can uh, get a hold of uh, them, AmericanOptionInsurance.com. They do all kinds of insurance. Just look it up. Uh, they're, they're a broker, so they have lots of options for you. It's not bad. I myself am a customer, along with my family. But uh, episode number 77, Troy Garris, managing partner at Garris Horn. All right, before we come out with the, the lawyer jokes, I'm sure Troy's heard them all by now. He's been doing this for a little while. But uh, I'll, I'll pass this over to Troy, and Troy has a, a pretty specific area that he works in a, as a lawyer. I just happen to be in uh, the real estate finance business. Um, Jared, as you all know, is, is in real estate, has been on the finance side. And uh, so we thought nothing better to have Troy pop on breaking business barriers. Troy, you want to tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Brent, and, and good to see you both. And thank you, Jared, for, for um, everything you do as well. And uh, so, so I am a mortgage banking attorney and my firm, we represent mortgage companies, so independent mortgage companies, and we represent divisions of banks that focus on mortgage. That's where we focus our attention. And so it's the, it's the usual panoply of, of all things that those types of, of companies do. And it's, we, we focus on single family residential side. So we're doing, you know, we're doing origination side, we're doing servicing side, we're doing forward side, we're doing reverse side. So really anything except tax, we don't do tax, except for tax, we do anything really that mortgage banking companies might want to do. And uh, so in, in a nutshell, that's, that's our practice. Uh, we started up uh, about two and a half years ago and uh, we wanted to do things a little differently. We, the, the mortgage industry lawyers and, and law firms, there's a lot of good ones out there, one of which I worked for for close to 20 years, really. Um, great firm. I, I still love the firm. I love those guys. But, but they, they were doing things in ways that were sort of traditional and, and uh, a way that, that we just thought we could do something a little different a little and change things, change the model, so to speak, sort of disrupt. And that's cool. And, and you did it. And you did that, what, uh, two, is it two and a half, half years almost? About two and a half. Yeah, about two and a half years. I remember, when, I remember talking to you when you made that change. And we may have been even doing a little barbecue over here, if I'm not right. <laughs> that's right. We were indeed. Yep, that's right. That's right. But yeah, so inter interesting to think. And for those of the listeners, not you just may roll your eyes back and say, oh, mortgage banking or real estate. It is a humongous part of our economy in the United States. Am I right? So, That's, yeah, you know, you need right now, to, main driver. 
Yeah, all, all three of us uh, represent a piece in that business and, and much needed piece to, uh, to deliver not only for the, the companies that we represent or own, but also uh, for consumers. And, uh, and that's part of what Troy does. It's part of that. It's part of that. He makes sure that companies are doing the right thing and, and uh, what have you. So I think that's, I think that's pretty, pretty cool. Hey, before, before I pass this over to uh, Jared is why don't you, why don't you let everyone know your preferred social media outlets? I, I know you're on LinkedIn and other things, but you want to uh, let it, let us know that. Sure. So, so I run a YouTube channel. Uh, so my, my primary is YouTube. And I have Troy at Garris Horn, the mortgage banking live stream there. Uh, I do that Mondays and Wednesdays, 1 p.m. So that's every week. And then I, in addition to live streaming there, those, uh, you know, I, I can provide access to that YouTube channel through the various ones that, that people, different people use. And, and uh, the other day, um, you had mentioned Steve Sims as, as one of your uh, so, sort of mentors and and uh, I, I take a page out of his, his book when he says, look, why am I trying to tell people what platform to use? So I'm just going to, I choose mine, mine's YouTube, but then I send that to whatever people want. So I use LinkedIn, I send it out on Twitter, I send it out on Facebook, I send it out on some others. So wherever those people want to live in the social uh, media world, that, that's, that's their prerogative and, and I'd let them do that. That's right. JT? Yeah, so appreciate you coming on here. And I was checking, speaking of social media, I was checking out your LinkedIn profile and I saw that you uh, had worked for the CFPB, the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau. My partner uh, did. I'm sorry. Yeah, my partner did. Yeah, Rich Horn. I, yeah. I, okay. I, I, say that, I say that softly in mixed company. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Yeah, I found that very interesting because I, I worked uh, in banking for years and years and years. and Man, the CFPB is very uh, respected and feared in the banking world. You know, the sure. ultimate sin is to get a CFPB violation. So, yeah, yeah. There's and and you know, an interesting part of that right now is that you know, first of all, this is an election year, so we got to keep that in mind, right? I, I'm I'm really a DC guy. I live in the Dallas area, but but I mean, the, my nerves are 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 DC. My core is DC, and you know, election years always make things weird, but but I think under the current administration, what has happened is a lot of the world has decided that, well, it, it's, you know, it's a Republican administration, it's the Trump administration, so we don't really have a lot to worry about in terms of the CFPB. They're just going to sort of back off the gas pedal, because they cruise along, and that is not the experience that we have been seeing with our clients. It's different for sure, but uh, it is still, the CFPB is still very active and they're heavily focused on enforcement in some particular areas. And there have been, even just in the past uh, couple of weeks, there's been a number of different settlements that have, have issued and, and uh, they're, still, they're still going hard and fast. And of course, we don't know what's going to happen, right? Like nobody knows, nobody will know, at least until November 4th, who's going to be in, in the White House next year. And maybe nobody will know even on the 4th, but but um, we do know this, that the CFPB now has an at-will employment director. And so one could imagine that, especially given what they've been saying in the hearings, the Democrats do not like the current director. So if, if Biden comes in, for example, as president, 
I, I would imagine that she's going to be out pretty quickly and we'll see what happens then. That's so interesting. It's been really interesting to watch just the changes in, uh, you know, CFPB uh, rules. Uh, I started in banking back in 06 uh, for countrywide home loans. <laughs> Don't hold it against me. And uh, you know, at the time, uh, you know, I think it said on the, the official job listing that you needed a you know, college degree, and, and, but they really didn't require that. And, uh, you know, I mean, they would, they would take, you know, pretty much, uh, they were very liberal in, in you know, <laughs> who all they would hire. So going from that and then, you know, surviving the, uh, the recession and, you know, seeing all these people who were in, you know, bad mortgages and, uh, boy, that was a scary time. I tell you what, just going from, you know, virtually no roles to having all these roles. I mean, we didn't even have to have a, you know, a license number right. back then. So I remember getting a, you know, email one day that, Hey, by the way, you, you are now, uh, have a uh, NMLS number, the uh, National Mortgage Registry there. So that was, that was a really interesting time. So Troy, I always, I always like to make sure I let everyone know that I like habanero peppers, which pop up on the screen every now and again. <laughs> hey, I, I don't know if I touched my, uh, my camera or what, but hey, Troy, how did you decide to, with all the things that, as you're growing up, how did you choose the profession to be a lawyer? To be a lawyer, this is, so this is a kind of interesting story. I was, so I'm the first guy in my family to go to college and came from a, a poor family. My father was, uh, was a corpsman, they call it, so essentially a medic or an EMT uh, in the Navy. Um, and and they, make, they make no money. And we had, so there are four of us kids moving around the country all the time. We move, you know, just about every year. He was up in Vietnam sometimes, up in, at sea sometimes. And, and so we had no money. So when I was going into the college age, my, I was fortunate enough that my, my mom kept telling me, you gotta go to college if you want a good job, you gotta go to college. So that's all I knew. Nobody even knew what college meant. They just knew that you had to go there. So I got there and, I, and every semester they would ask me, uh, so, so what, what do you wanna major in? And I said, I don't know, I just wanna make some money. And they would say, come on, you got to decide. And then they'd send me to the counselor, the counselor would say, what do you want to do? I say, I have no idea. I just want to get a job at the end of this because I'm paying a lot of money for this. I was paying my own way, right? And so finally, I get to uh, the, 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 my major being English just because they showed me a list of a couple of things that, that uh, a couple of the different majors that I could go for that I, that I thought I might have interest in. And uh, the shortest one was English. And I said, I'll do that one because I want to get out of this quick and go get a job. And so, I, so I, I was getting near the end and I was, you know, I, I was talking to my professors who were, you know, at the time I was thinking, well, maybe I'll be a professor. That seems like a pretty cool job. I respected the people. They seem really smart. I like intelligence. And so I went and I interviewed some of them. These are guys, you know, these guys were coming out of Yale and out of Harvard and they had their PhDs and they said they were, they worked on their PhDs for like, 10 years or more to get their PhDs. And then I, so I said, well, you know, I, I guess I can handle that. I can study for that much longer. And, you know, I did like what I was doing. And then they said they were making like 35,000 a year. And I said, whoa, 35,000? I can make that now doing, you know, even without a degree. 
And so I quickly had to re re scramble and and uh, set set a course a different way. Uh, so I just started thinking about how can I help people? How can I do something with my mind instead of my hands? And how can I make some money so that I can provide for my family and my mom and and you know whoever else that I might need along the way? And so somehow I found uh, found out about lawyers in law school and, and decided to do that. Just uh, completely by chance but but looking around examining the evidence that was out there jt. i always find it sorry brent no go ahead jt i always find it interesting how there's just so many directions you can go in law uh was it difficult to decide you know once you decided to become an attorney to decide where you know to use your uh skills you know, that's also kind of a, it's, it's a moment where you're just sort of finding your way through the dark because the, the real answer, we know this in business now, right? The, the real answer is there's a need out there and you should figure out how to provide for that need. But school is completely backwards. They say, what do you like and what do you want to do? They don't even think about need. They don't even, it never crosses their mind. And they say, what do you want to do? What do you like? And let's teach you how to do that, at least the, the, at the book level. And, and law school is the same way. So what do you like? What do you, you know, you're going to be a lawyer, sure. But, but, you know, what sort of law do you want to specialize in? What sort of classes do you want to take? But they never think once about, you know, do you actually need, uh, like, a, I, I was thinking international lawyer. I, 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 I took a, a, a slightly different path because just coming out of undergrad, I, I applied to law school and to this uh, Japanese abroad program at the same time. So I got accepted to both and I went to Japan for three years before I started law school. So I was thinking, you know, I'm going to be this international lawyer. I'm going to do international law. Nobody really knows what that means. And, but it sounded cool. And that, you know, I was uninitiated. I, I didn't know any lawyers. And so I was thinking, you know, I'm going to be this international law person, this guru, this, this sort of cool sounding thing. But I get out of school, it doesn't even exist at my level. It, you know, there are people who do international law, and these days, more and more, there's people who work internationally and live internationally and so on. But typically, those guys are either at very, very large law firms where they have a few people, or they're very senior uh, partners who have, over the, over the years, developed that sort of practice. So I got out of law school. And didn't have you know any idea about how to get a job. Didn't know anything about uh, you know what sorts of firms were hiring. I just was out there looking again, just trying to figure a way to to provide both. It is important, and I owe this to my mom, both a way to help the world make it a better place, but also how to support my family. And she's she's done both, and she's always done both. And taught me what. Well, you and I have uh, we have some kids in college and. And I think through this, uh, you know, we're, we're recording this during the time of pandemic. And, and I think a lot of eyes are being opened to what you just talked about, you know, uh, post high school education. And what's that? Is it, is it changing faster? Is it still the old way? What, what's up with, yeah. with that? But I think you bring up a really good time. That could be an entire podcast in itself. And I know Jared and I have talked about having having teachers on here, you know, they're challenging times right now and they're putting themselves at risk and they're doing what they love to do. Is there a particular fork in the road, Troy, that, that comes to mind? And again, I, I think we have dozens of them through a life and maybe, uh, maybe we've had dozens of them through 2020, all of us, <laughs> not combined. 
individually. Is there a fork in the road that comes to mind? Yeah. So, so for me, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that I worked for, for this law firm that in DC that, uh, you know, it, it, they're still really dear people to me. And um, I was, I was partners with that place a long time. And, and uh, you know, we've, we've gone to each other's memorable events and, and they're just very special to me, but there came a time where it sort of started coming back to what I had always kind of had internally anyway. And I didn't think that I was for them. I didn't think it was, I was being what they needed me to be. I it just like, I didn't feel it. They, there was no, nobody ever came to me from, from their side and said, Hey, you know, you need to step it up or anything like that. It just felt to me like, it's just, I don't, it's not in me at the moment. And I, and I can't do this. And, and at the same time, I also thought, but I can do things a different way. And I really want to change the world and make it better for everyone uh, that's, that I, you know, that I touch. And, and so I, I just called them up one day and said, you know, I'm going to have to go a different way because, you know, I love you guys, but, you know, I, I just got to do, do something different. And, and it's at that moment that I started to, to change the, the way that, that law is thought about. And I, and I decided you know, we were going to structure our, our firm differently. We we're going to treat clients differently. We're just going to do everything that we can in a way that we thought, at least for us and for our clients, that, that we thought was a better way. And, and that's no knocking on them. It's, it's that firm still in business, a fantastic firm. Uh, and, and I send business their way because of that. Um, but but I, I just thought that I got to do it differently. And I also thought, and I'm not going to get a better chance than now because I could always wait. I could always wait and, you know, learn a little more, be a little more solid in terms of, you know, finances and pre preparedness for it. But at some point you just got to go. And, and that's, I just decided to do it. And so. Well, your, your personality, you know, I, and I'm not knocking on anyone here because I have family, family in law and medicine, but it, I always kind of view surgeons and lawyers somewhat similar in some ways you know, cold, not mean, just cold. They come in, get the job done, do whatever. But your personality, very warm, very outgoing, and uh, very welcoming. And uh, that's you and, and uh, what your group is, has formed. Jared, do you, have a, do you have a question? You know, I was going to say something similar. I checked out your YouTube channel. And, man, I'm impressed. I need to, I need to step up my game. <laughs> he does a good – yeah, uh, Troy and I were talking about that. And, and – uh, I, I said the exact same thing. We have all our videos loaded. I just haven't toyed with them and, and I better tap the expertise of my son because he know he knows that stuff. Well, let's, you know, we're going to get, we're going to get ready to, to wrap things up. I promise always to keep them under a half hour. It's a, kind of the commute time. And I know you're busy, Troy and Jared. Hey, is there something to crack us up? You have a pretty good sense of humor. So do you, you're probably, <laughs> you probably saw that question pop off the sheet. Yeah, you know, so so uh, my life is, is is a lot of ways it, it, it cracks me up every day. I'll tell you something. One thing that 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 I find that's really dear to me because it hits so close to home. I I told I told my mom and I tell her all the time. Look, I'm where I am because of you. I'm standing on the shoulders of giants. And my daughter, when the, she's in New York, she's studying finance up there. This is her last semester, actually. And so. When the pandemic began, so this is like mid-March, late March, and 
I, I, I called her and, you know, we talked frequently about it. I called her one day and I said, you know, it's starting to get weird around here. I don't know what's happening, but, but like the, the stores have no toilet paper. You know, there's no Lysol in there. Still no Lysol in the places. You know, hand sanitizer. I said, I don't know what's going on up there, but, you know, it's sort of like one of those times when there's a run on the supermarkets and they're out of water and they're out of food and whatever. I said, so, so go to your local neighborhood store and just like check it out. Make sure that you've got enough food, make some, some get some dry foods, whatever. Just, just sort of make sure you're good. And she said, okay, I'll, I'll do that soon. You know, maybe, I don't know, next week or something. <laughs> and I said, I said, no, 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 you don't understand. Like, like, there's nothing here that you can't get toilet paper at all. You, can, you can't even get it online. Amazon doesn't have it. And she said, yeah, 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 but I don't, I don't know if I can do that right now. I said, so her name Sophia. I said, Sophia, what, what's the deal? Like, just go down your elevator, walk outside. You're in New York city, go across the street. There's a store. And she said, well, New York is getting kind of crazy. So I'm in Puerto Rico. <laughs> and I thought, what are you doing in Puerto Rico? And she said, well, tickets were like 40 bucks and the hotel rooms were almost free. So we just went, a bunch of us went to Puerto Rico and we've been down here a few days. And I thought, first of all, I got to admire the ambition. And I got to, this is, this is a, this is something I would do. I got to, I got to understand that this is, this is my influence on her. And then I had to tell her, look, you know, the, the mainland U.S., they don't even, know that Puerto Rico a lot of times is part of the United States. You got to figure out a way to get back because who knows what's going to happen. So she quickly did. But she um, and she came here to, the, to Dallas and she stayed here over the summer. But I had to I had to admire the the ability to spot a deal in, in my daughter. When life gives you lemons, right? <laughs> That's right. Make the best. Of it. <laughs> well, Jared, Jared, appreciate that. He and his family are travel buffs. They love to travel and and uh, um, yeah, I'm in Puerto Rico. That is pretty darn good. You know? <laughs> so my, my kids are going to watch this and, and the next thing you know, I'll get a call from, you know, God only knows where. And, uh, but they're just taking a little weekend, uh, jaunt. Thank All right, let's, let's hit through the quick round here. And, uh, as we begin wrapping up things, when you made that decision, and I think we both can answer this, and, it, and I think Jared and I are right almost all the time, but when you made that decision to leave a firm that you, you really loved and you had great friends there and, and you learned a lot, did you make that decision to leave with your head or your heart? You know, I, it's a combination for me. And, and you know, I, I thought about it hard because, you know, I do have, I do have a family to take care of. And, um, you know, so, so I had to think about, can I sustain this? But I had already, you know, I'd done a lot of preparations and I had, I, you know, I'm, I was fine financially. I'm a, I'm a conservative person that sense of the universe, um, fiscally sound uh, myself. And, but then my heart was no longer in what I was doing. And I had to, I had to decide to do something else because it, I, it wasn't fair to them and it wasn't fair to me and it wasn't fair to my family. So I think for me, it's, it's, it's more complicated than just one or the other. Is there a book or and or and I, I really put these two together anymore or a podcast or something that uh, um, that you can recommend to listeners that hey check this out I know you shared something with me just yesterday and I watched it by the way yeah and subscribed but it was really cool is there something out there that, that uh, and it doesn't have to be anything in our industry is there a yeah. recommendation 
Yeah. So, so I, I, I listen to podcasts all the time. It's, it's sort of, you know, it fills the air with, with uh, good content. Right. Uh, so there's, there's a book I'm reading right now. Uh, actually I got it from the author. I, I happened to be at a, at a, at a function and, and he was, was uh, a speaker. Um, and uh, it's called the operator. It's by, um, it's by the gentleman, the, the Navy seal, uh, Robert O'Neill is his name. The, 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 the person who, uh, says that he is the individual who who ended bin Laden, and um, and, and you know the, these types of, of books I, I find I guess probably perhaps because I come from a military family My, myself I was not in the military but but uh, my family always has been um, so partly it's for that and also it keeps me grounded because what I do is nothing compared to what a lot, a lot of people like that do. Um, so that's, that's great. And then also with my daughter, my younger daughter, who's, who's a seventh grader, um, you know, she and I watch, uh, these various, uh, it's really on YouTube, mostly podcasts and like, uh, and most of the time it's engineering based. There's one called physics girl. That's, that's fantastic. Uh, just a lot of great content out there. Um, and I, I try to watch it with her because she learned something. I learned something and, uh, something we can do together coolness uh and then i'll pass this off to jared right after uh, this last question that i have when you made that decision to leave the firm you probably rocked some worlds right you were there a long time uh kind of grew up in that firm so to speak uh were you worried at all about what other people thought or maybe even said to you not not really and, e and even now people sometimes will ask me like so so what are these other and not just them but other firms that are in this same space they'll say you know what are those guys doing you know what, what? i don't try to think about that my bandwidth is too 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 little to to uh be able to focus on all that and also focus on what i need to be focused on so once i made the decision it was cut and i was heading down a new path and i wish all those it, it i have a lot of friends in this industry wish all of them well there's plenty of things to do for everybody and we're just doing what we do and we're having fun doing it Cool. JT, do you have, uh, do you have a wrap up question? I've actually just got a comment. I'm, I'm digging the, uh, for our listeners who are just on the audio portion, they can't see, but Troy has a really cool fedora on, <laughs> uh, we mentioned travel earlier. Uh, we have a tradition with our kids. Uh, we went to Spain about five years ago and we bought both of our little boys hats like that. And we always call them the Spain hats. So ever since uh, when we travel, we try to get them a couple of new fedoras like that. So really, really cool hat. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. A lawyer and a fedora. It's, it's hard to come by. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and there's always something, you know, I get a kick out of folks. You can wear a fedora. I'd have to wear a, you know, a great big cowboy hat. And, and, <laughs> and, and I almost always have a hat on these episodes, by the way, of some sort or a visor, but, the, do you have a place to recommend? We can give a little plug for someone to, if uh, they're looking for a fedora, any place particular in the, well, let's, in the United States, let's just put it that way. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you, I'm always, always on the prowl because hats, as, as you know, then, they, they're hard to come by the ones that, they just gotta look right, they gotta feel right, they gotta fit exactly your particular skull shape and face shape and, and so I bought them everywhere. I don't, I don't go to any one, one particular place. The last one I bought, funny enough, I was in the guitar center last week and buying some rosin. My, my daughter plays violin. So I was buying rosin for her violin and 
uh, there's there was a, a hat with some some uh, 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 Fender guitars on it, and so I bought this Fender fedora, which I'll wear for you next time. It's, it's a great it's a great fedora. Very very cool. Well, hey, let's just uh, let's wrap this up. Troy Garris with Garris Horn, um, a, a gem of an individual, extremely smart, well known it well known in the industry. Often on the speaker circuit, now it's like the Zoom circuit, but the uh, with everything going on. But he does great work. Tons and tons, dozens upon dozens, and if not hundreds of recommendations of double thumbs up for Troy and and uh, his company. Troy, it's been a pleasure to have you on. You know, as a as someone in the real estate business and and doing doing the right things and and like you say, uh, disrupting. You know what you felt what you felt was uh, really something needed in your life and in the industry. And I can tell you, uh, Troy is that guy. So as we wrap it up, folks, everyone, uh, thank you for listening. Troy has some pretty cool recommendations on there. If you're at a fork on the road, that's really awesome, by the way. And, and uh, you can certainly reach out to Troy on social media. He'll be glad to get back to you. I tell you what, he's very prompt, no matter how busy he is. But uh, hey, Troy, thank you. And as we finish this out on behalf of uh, Brent Duhame and Jared Ty, Troy, thank you for joining us. And as always, it is onward and upward. Thank you very much, Tony.